0: everybody and welcome to the podcast about the one thing I know something about, game shows. I suppose I am your host, Jordan Haas. It is Friday, which means it's a Brucey bonus episode, because it's Game Show Marathon Week. And on Wednesday we had Rich Liebig on to talk about Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And tonight we have Bob Haig to join me to talk about The Power of Ten. But first, some quick news. So hey, you know you know about Quibi, right? Uh, Quibi is this weird uh, channel of different digital programs, and MTV favorites Punked and Singled Out are coming to Quibi, according to Deadline. While downloading a dating app has never been easier, sorting through the singles is harder than ever. Singled out narrows down the dating field, a less choice means more real connections. In this reimagined version, anyone and everyone can find love no matter their sexual preference. Who will be swiped out and who will be singled out? Now. I just have to bring this up here that single that was already rebooted. It's on YouTube. It's a part of their digital studio strategy. It's hosted by Justina Valentine and Conceited. So it's kind of weird hearing this is being rebooted. So for me, I don't know if it's simply just going to be the digital episodes put up on Quibi or if it's actually going to be new, new episodes with a different uh, staff. Also, uh, apparently there's going to be more scratch-and-win lottery tickets based off game shows. Scientific Games Corporation renewed its contract with Fremontal Media for the exclusive rights to use three iconic TV show brands in lottery games through 2022. The firm will continue to create games for lotteries in the United States and Canada, including The Price is Right, Family Feud, and in the U.S. featuring Press Your Luck. So I, so, I mean, like, all three of those shows are definitely going to still be around. Uh, of course, Price is Right still on CBS and Feuds and Syndication, and Press Your Luck is debuting uh, next week, on Wednesday. And I guess in the name of pointless filler, uh, I just got to point out that on the final round of Press Your Luck, there's going to be custom prizes tailored towards the contestants that could be won in each round. Uh, so... I can't really spoil what the prizes are on the show, but uh, imagine these—you know, these millennials—they all love their experiences. So it's—it's going to be things that are catered towards them to make them like a character of some kind. Uh, so, for instance, I, I decided last night because I was uh, with Tim Connolly on Twitch talking about this, and I thought, "Wow, this would be a, a great discussion to have." Like, what would be your five custom prizes? Now. For a custom prize, imagine the kind of things they would see on Deal or No Deal as like a gimmick prize. Like the guy who loves a Hummer, here's a Hummer. Or you are a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboys, here's Dallas Cowboys season passes. Pick any sport, pick any band. Front row seats and VIP tour to see a musician. Things like that are typically what's going to be a featured prize on Press Your Luck. So I decided to write down my five. Uh, of course, it's going to be in order for, for the, the value because it's press your luck. And the more you you go into the game, the more the prices are more lucrative. So uh, f- for me, I put as my round one prize, I put a home arcade. That's because, you know, I like video games and I like arcade games and I go to Dave and Buster's a lot. So why not have some sort of thing where it's like, you know, uh, like a... All-in-one, five-in-one, ten-in-one arcade cabinet, maybe like a blitz cabinet or an air hockey table. Something that, you know, feels like a home arcade, because that'd be something that would typically be a prize anyway. But it'd be more catered towards me. Uh, round two, uh, I put New York City Burger Adventure, because if anyone follows me on Twitter at Shorthaw, they know how much I love Goodnight Hamburgers. And what better place to enjoy hamburgers than the city that never sleeps? New York City! I'm from Los Angeles, that's kind of why I just put New York. But it could be anywhere. It could be Hamburg, Germany. Who knows? Uh, Round three, I put superhero package. Uh, Even though I like Nightwing, uh, you know they wouldn't just do straight-up Nightwing on this. So it would have to be something involving superheroes. So rather it's like a walk-on to a movie premiere of a superhero movie, or it's going to be something like here's a superhero suit, or some prop from a superhero movie. One of those kind of things would end up being in round three. Round four, I put a muscle car, so I just put Dodge Challenger. Because you know, I think those cars are kind of cool, uh, and then finally round five, I put a Disney World tour. I do like theme park theme parks a lot, and I mean this is ABC, so I kind of figure, well, you know what? I like Disney, and there's a lot of Disney places all over the place. So if you put Disney World tour, you know that takes you to Shanghai Disney, that takes you to uh, Disneyland Paris, that takes you over to Walt Disney World, that takes you back here to Disneyland, that takes you to Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea. And that kind of sounds like a fascinating, big, grandiose trip uh, to put at the end. So, so I, 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 the reason I am bringing this up is because the show is premiering next week, and I think that's just a fun discussion to have, uh, especially as I get to know you in the game show world. So. Uh, if, you, if you like uh, game shows and you had these custom prizes catered towards you, maybe you're a big fan of a baseball team or a basketball team, maybe you have a very fam- favorite musician, or maybe you have like a life goal you wanted to do, uh, pl- please uh, let me know. Uh, send, in, send it over to me at jordhaw on Twitter, or you can uh, send it to me on the Facebook. I have a Facebook now, facebook.com slash Podcast. That's facebook.com slash podcast Or you can just uh, leave it in the comments section of wherever you review a, a podcast. So rather, it's Apple Podcasts or uh, Google or Spotify. Does Spotify do reviews? I don't know. But please, let me know. I want to get to know some of you, the listeners at, at home. Please uh, let me know a little bit, something about yourself. So, Let me know about those custom prizes. And finally, we got to go back to the crystal maze because Crystal Mace is my favorite British game show, and it's coming to Nickelodeon, and God, I really wanted to host this damn show, but I don't think I'm going to get it, only because, look, I already know how famous I am, I see how many uh, Twitter followers I have, YouTube subscribers, it's it's not Liza Koshy numbers, and I'm not a member of the Nick family, so, (sighs) well, another dream goes down, but let me uh, read off uh, what they are saying uh, in the press release. Uh, the Crystal Maze has served as a staple of UK entertainment landscape, and we could not be happier to be reinventing the show for a younger demo alongside our sister companies, RDF and Stephen David Entertainment. Acting as the first series for BMP's kids and family division, the show will build on our reputation in the competitive game space as there are no doubt partnering with Nickelodeon. We can build a new audience for this brand in the United States At Gil Goldstein, a uh, chief executive officer of Burnham Murray Productions, Nickelodeon's version of the Crystal Maze will, cert- will feature a team of family members tackling a range of challenges and zones, completely known as the Crystal Maze. Each successful game is rewarded with a time crystal that equals five seconds in the centerpiece crystal dome. The adventure culminates in a spectacular finale as the team enters the dome to grab a cash prize as it flies around them during a dramatic clock countdown. That's kind of weird. Uh, all right, so so that, that, that part is the one where I'm kind of like curious about. So uh, cash prizes, it flies around them in a dramatic clock. T- so are they reinventing the crystal dome? Because I kind of like the whole 100 gold tokens and there's silver in there and there's a little bit more gold. And it, it, it's a very tough because time is fleeting in that in that uh, dome. So maybe they're going to put like money in there. And then like there is one centerpiece grand prize for them to grab or something. I don't know. It's a money machine. Maybe they're just going for money machine instead of the whole uh, grab the grab the gold tokens thing. I don't know. I'm very, very curious uh, about the Crystal Maze reboot. Uh, Especially the first adaptation here in the United States, especially for kids, uh, because as far as I can remember, I consider the Crystal Maze, even though I think Nightmare is more prone to it, or Jungle Run, to be their version of Legends of the Hidden Temple. That was their... It's kind of like for here, where it was Legends of the Hidden Temple and Double Dare. Theirs was Funhouse and Crystal Maze. So it makes sense for it to be a kid's version in that regard, but... I can only imagine audiences who have never seen the crystal maze before. See the first look at the Aztec zone and get annoyed and go, why don't they just do legends of the hidden temple already? And it's, Two totally different shows. Like Legends Hidden Temple is a moat, physical challenge, then the steps of knowledge, memory game, and then the temple games, which are other physical and skill games. And then you lead into a temple, which is kind of like a mini video game where you have to go through little mini puzzles as you try to find an object and then get out there within three minutes. This is totally different because it's a giant, almost like a warioWare situation, where it's like mini games, lots and lots of mini games. Some are physical based, where you have to like maneuver across ladders. Others are skill games, where you have to like use a bow and arrow to shoot a target. Others are, are mental games, where you have to complete a word puzzle, and others are and it fits all around the world. There's trivia, there's spelling, there's math there's a lifting things there's ducking under things there's digging things there's burying things there is mix of two or more there's throwing balls there is uh, like a skee-ball game there is just a game where you have to shoot hoops there's it, it there's it's an unlimited potential of games and that's what i love most about crystal maze and what i liked most about crystal maze is when it was more um uh, with randos playing the game together because no one knew who each other was. So it was that kind of cooperation that kind of worked. But uh, with it being a family game, I could see it also working, but I also see potential uh, The Crystal Maze backfiring as a family show when you consider maybe a, a child or a mom uh, doing a challenge and then getting locked in. So when the host, I'm sorry, the maze master uh, goes, oh, your mom is locked in. Do you want to sacrifice a crystal? The kids are going to be like, no. And they're going to probably backfire on the game. Otherwise, there may be some empathy and they will. But if it's going to follow the format of the modern rebooted version, um, my guess is it's going to be with the four zones currently in Bristol, which is Eastern Zone, Aztec Zone, the Industrial Zone, and... And the Futuristic Zone. Futuristic Zone is my favorite, by the way. Uh, and as far as who's the maze master, it's either going to be some social network star, or it's going to be someone who's a former Knicks celebrity, or it's going to be Richard Iowati, Because Richard Iwati is already there. He's already familiar with the challenges because they're not going to change that much in terms of the games played. Because uh, of budgetary reasons that I'm kind of curious about this, but I'm also kind of uh, nervous. Um, So so since Wednesday, it's kind of now become, well, what's the next uh, campaign? Because Jordan for Crystal Maze is still definitely going on, but I know for a fact uh, this deal will not have been made unless they already had a big-name celebrity in mind. Uh, So it's not going to be me, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'll have a whole weekend to depress over this and then maybe come up with a new campaign and then see that game show get rebooted. So, uh, what, what, what else is there? Uh, Jordan for Treasure Hunt, uh, J- Jordan for Tipping Point, J- Jordan for The Cube. I'll, I'll think of this uh, as we continue. Oh, well, um, Guess we should start the 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 show. Drew Carey got his start in stand-up comedy. When he was a Marine, he would tell jokes to people in his camp. When he got discharged, he listened to his fellow Marines and gave it a try at an open mic. Drew's comedy of the every man who loves beer and has very bad luck in dating would land him onto the Tonight Show. His success would lead him into a popular sitcom, The Drew Carey Show on ABC, and a hosting job of Whose Line Is It Anyway, an adaptation of the UK Improv Game Show. After a successful run with two of these shows, he tried his hands at two other improv shows, Drew Carey's Greenscreen Show for the WB, and Drew Carey's Improvaganza for the Game Show Network. When neither of these would get the same cult appeal as Whose Line, and it would eventually fade away, he would look into his next move. Drew would give up stand-up in favor of another one of his passions, soccer. Drew, for a few years, would be a sports photographer for Premier League games. Eventually, the creation of MLS, Major League Soccer, would emerge, and Drew would continue his passion for soccer, by trying to bring it to the United States. Drew Carey is a stakeholder in the Seattle Saunders football club. A devout libertarian, Drew Carey rarely gets political, except for advocating about the unjust wars in Iraq, and his advocacy for marijuana. So, when CBS picked up a game show based on political polls, they tried to make sure they got the right person for the job. Drew Carey was actually hesitant in being a host for the show, but what would start out as just a side job for his true love would actually be the starting position of how he would wind up hosting the long-running piece of Americana known as The Price is Right. Polling has been a big piece of stuff in the news. Uh, In the 2008 election, everything from gay rights to the war in Iraq was a big hot button issue, and... Polling is still considered a big thing, if you consider the 2016 election, and now with the 2020 elections approaching, in a slew of Democrat candidates, more polling is here. But is there a need for this show to be rebooted? Will Bob Haig still be my friend after this episode? There's only one way to find out, let's turn the table! <laughs> With me on the line is one of the participants of the 24-hour game show marathon, and honestly, and I can't say this enough, my closest friend in the world of game shows. From buzzerblog.com, among other things, give it up for one Bob Haig.
1: Hi, Jordan. How are you? I'm good.
0: Holy cow. It's been a long time.
1: It's been like, you know, 30 years since we talked
0: Yes, 30 years, I'm I'm 50
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am your dad, just, just wanted to let you know <laughs> I was looking for my you My son, my son, I adopted you
0: <laughs> But yes, seriously, we have a long backstory Me and Bob go long back in the world of game shows, game show message boards mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. a whole lot of things We tested each other's formats from here and there
1: uh, it was quite a wild ride, like going through high school and mostly college and then just finding, like you said, message boards and playing games and all that fun stuff. It's it, it, it's the Internet is a is a wonderful thing if used the right way.
0: It is. And <laughs> and I remember like you because at the time when we were like five years into our friendship, this is when you started the game show marathon. And this was at the radio station, right?
1: Yeah, so we did the first game show marathon at WSIN, which was the radio station of my undergraduate school, Southern Connecticut State University, and that's also the same school one of our other co-hosts, Christian Carrion, went to. Cribs. Yeah, Cribs. That's how we met each other, and we were in school together. I think I was in my senior probably my seat, my, my seat, when I say senior year, I mean my <laughs> fifth year, cause I did a major minor. So I took an extra year okay. to do my minor. Um, but we met each other and I was a part of the radio station. That's why I did radio for a couple of years. And he was doing radio and we just, <laughs> the first game show marathon was in a, was in a small ass studio room where we, most of our games were just board game versions. And we had one shitty webcam just like pointing at everybody on a netbook our netbook was streaming the uh the uh, that, stream that on youstream.tv i think
0: that wasn't all of it you also had the you also had cuz at the time this was when the iphone was readily available with streaming tech and you got to play the who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> game i remember that part no that was year 2 <laughs> year,
1: year one year one i think um our technology was bare minimum,
0: but it, but it was the uh, but it did conclude, and this is the yearly because yearly every game show marathon ends with deal or no deal, and it plays the UK version, which is the original version you played in the radio.
1: That is exactly correct. We did your research, Jordan. I love this. Well, I'm one of your closest friends, Bob. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, I know this part about you.
1: When, yeah, when we, when we did, um, I did deal or no deal UK on uh ra- on my radio station uh radio show at ws again i did it for about two or three years our top prize was usually like a hundred dollars or 250 at- on some games and it was just cool to have like a lot of my college friends just come down and say hey do you want to play a game for like 30 minutes and you can win like you know a hundred bucks and then Uh, When they walk out with like 15 or 20, they're like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like you you give a college kid 20 bucks by just picking random numbers. And they really enjoyed that. So it was it was fun to do that show uh, for the radio station. And then we just did that for every year. We just did Deal No Deal as the last game just to wrap it all together and bring it back to where it all started at WSIN.
0: And and this is why I'm usually invested in Twenty Four Game Show Marathon because you're a big part of it. So it's held every year. This has been it's the eighth year this this time. Mm-hmm. It's the eighth annual. Uh, do you know where it is today, or
1: <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. No, it's, no, um... no.
0: We're recording this. We're... we're recording this in advance, uh, listeners, solely because. As a friend of Bob's and of a lot of the people associated with, with the Game Show Marathon, I know for a fact the last couple of weeks before the Game Show Marathon, it gets hectic. There's question writing. There's screaming at the computer to get everything yep. done and programmed correctly.
1: There Have is... you not see my girlfriend for three weeks?
0: Because no. <laughs> <laughs> basically it's every hour on the hour, there's a different game show. So if you ever listen to this show... You know the episode guide? Imagine that every episode is an hour and we and they play it. So one one hour, it could be Scrabble. The next, it could be Blockbusters. The next, it could be Tipping Point. Then it could be Taskmaster. Then it could be a friend or foe. Then it could be Russian Roulette. You never know what games mm-hmm. pop up unless you check the website, gamechamarathon.com
1: Yep, we have the full itinerary of the games and... You're right. Yeah. Every hour we do a new game. And sometimes it's funny because we finish a game way too early. So, like, let's say we, we finish a game in like 15 to 20 minutes. We're like, uh, well, I programmed three extra bonus rounds. Let's just play the bonus rounds. And that's the cool thing about our group is we love game shows. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, you know, it can be serious, but it could just be so much fun where we're like, you know what? Screw the rules. Let's just play the bonus <laughs> round of this game. Five times in a row to fill in the void. And people just love that because we go up. They love people who watch us. They love it when we go off the rails, especially between one and five o'clock in the morning when we're so sleep deprived. That there was one, I forgot which year, maybe it was a year or two ago, where we finished the game so early. We dedicated the rest of the hour to, like, let's just have a talk show, and Bob's hosting it. So we just talked about random stuff for, like, 40 minutes, and we had people call in to t-
0: talk to us. My favorite moment was Cat. Cat with Pass oh, the Buck. Oh, yeah. Cat's... <laughs> so, so uh,
1: Cribs' wife, Cat uh, uh, Kat Carrion, um, she played... She hosted Past the Buck, and I, at that time, it was known as the pasta buck dumpster fire because we were just so out of it we just threw the rule book out of the window and we just played it, it was you had to go back to twitch.tv slash Show marathon and then just watch some of the clips it's great You'll and i
0: think it. and i think Corey has it up on Pack Dude games too Some yeah,
1: Corey has it up on his channel too yeah
0: um so Every So, in a way, I'm kind of doing a mini game show marathon with every week a different game show. And I'm glad that you're here to join me in this. This is kind yes. of fun. This is great. So, so we have gone long back at game shows. You created the game show marathon under under partially... Well, I grew up watching this, and it was like a friendship thing. And now it's this big thing. And you've raised over $50,000. A lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, a lot. Uh, donations are up right now if you go to gameshowmarathon.com, so you can donate today. Uh, And I think this year it's Child's Play? Is it Child's Play or Extra Life?
1: Child's Play. So we've we've been doing Child's Play for the last couple of years. They've been great uh, partners, and we really believe in their mission as they use games as a way to give uh, children and families going through some difficult times, um, you know, if they're in a hospital or if they're... uh, They can't get uh, access to some of the stuff that kids can enjoy on a daily basis, like video games, books, board games. It gives them a little bit of um, freedom from real life. If they're going through any type of surgery or therapy, um, it's a great way to take the mind off of that. It gives parents peace of mind. And it definitely helps kids all around the world, actually, to give the love of games uh, to them. So they actually feel like a kid going through some difficult uh life moments so it's it it definitely goes into our mission um where we love games and we're playing them to help kids and families enjoy games as well so that's why we we've done child's play for several years they've been great partners and we love to uh do it for them and their um organization
0: you have a very big heart bob Um, oh yeah thank you speaking of one of the games so this year's marathon uh it has one of the as the game show we're talking about tonight, that's our good transition here. Power of 10. Yes. Power I'm of guessing 10. you're hosting this one because this is one of your favorite game shows. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm hosting this one. I actually, um, I think I take full credit for creating the, the one and only semi-usable computer game of Power of 10 that's been out there. So I built the game. I host it. It's a lot of fun.
0: We can't find Pyramid anytime soon, or the Vault.
1: Oh well, Pyramid, yeah, Pyramid. Um, yeah, it's a few of my friends have Pyramid because they use it to test. Uh, when I have friends who are in the application process of Pyramid and they're auditioning for it, they use my program for that. So, but no, you Power a 10 was like
0: on Pyramid too. People might not. Oh. Oh, yeah, Sh- Sh- Shazam <laughs> in theaters now.
1: Yeah, go go go! Check out Shazam. Shazam. I played, oh guys. I played, I played with Shazam on Pyramid. It was Did great. you beat Shazam? No, I no Shazam. Shazam beat me.
0: <laughs> you know, I was holding that for the entirety.
1: Of... Damn it, damn it, Jordan! You knew I had that in my I arsenal. It's, it's it's yeah no okay I I'll. I had a great experience on I mean, that and it, it was fun. It, it was is just child of a
0: dream, especially because that was first season. like you never expected that show to return.
1: No, no, it's like a show that was on before I was born and then I was born and I watched the show as a kid and I never thought I would have the opportunity to just play it for real and I played it for real and it was like it's, it, it still blows my mind when I think about it in that sense.
0: And, and shout out once again to Michael Strahan, now like one of the biggest game show producers out there. <laughs> Holy he cow. has
1: very he has very soft hands.
0: Really, <laughs> I never yeah. knew. <laughs> That's yeah, a great. Guy to
1: keep. Yeah, he, a no, great guy. You know, at, at, after the show, we you know we chat because I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, so
0: oh then definitely, we, man. So Strahan.
1: we chat we chatted. I'm like after the show, like we're all we're all around the winner's circle you know, doing that. Friendly conversational uh, dialogue when the credits roll. And I was talking to Strahan. I'm like, dude, listen, I'm a big Giants fan. Just getting to meet you, you know, face to face like this, you know, more than I could ask for. And he was really appreciative. He says, I played great. You know, I was a good, you know, good player, good sport. And he wanted, he wanted a picture with me. And I told some of the casting folks, hey, Strayhan said he wants a picture with me. I'm not requesting the photo. He wants a photo with me. And but I never got the photo because they kicked us out of the studio. So that was
0: Hey, that uh, was, producers of Pyramid. Can you please help my friend Bob out? Yeah. I know who you are, by the way, so don't don't I know you listen <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> I, I
1: But I will say, I will say just the entire experience from Pyramid. Everything from being there, you know, the staff treating us, the onstage crew, the producers, everybody was fantastic. It, it was, it was a a a really for the first season, well produced. Um, oh, I would say it's sm-
0: the best reboot in like the last oh, absolutely.
1: Years. It was so smooth, like even for the first season, out episode, I think taping only took fifteen to twenty minutes. It was that good so like it really it was down to
0: tape almost wow
1: it was it was pretty much live, like there were a couple of things like my intro was cut out a little bit same with my opponents some in-game dialogue uh but other than that everything you see was pretty much you know true to tape you know, we, we didn't do any retakes really um so i was i was impressed by a you know from, from a producer uh, viewpoint of how well that show was um produced and how smoothly it ran so it was great
0: it really I, I i did not do pyramid yet it i will say that is the hallmark of a great classic reboot and i love that show and i mean you should have gotten something at least that photo damn it
1: no well, well i mean i got i got some i got some money in the form of a stipend just okay. for coming out so i got i got a free trip to new york city I stayed right near Central Park and Whoa. I got some and I got some money for just appearing on the show. So honestly, I made off better than people think I did. And I got to meet two celebrities. I got to play a game. That three, technically.
0: Is, three, technically. Oh, three
1: celebrities. Yeah. Well, okay, I got that's to pl- you're right,
0: too. Shazam. Sorry, Zachary.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, Zach, no, Zach was cool. Zach, Zachary was cool um he fucked over t- one I- of my
0: other friends too by the way on another show so it's all good oh, oh okay well because I mean, you drink
1: <laughs> oh gotcha 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 yeah. i mean l- listen zachary was cool terry was cool um strahan was cool and um you know i get to play one of i would say one of the best game show formats out there on national tv and um oh definitely top three you know uh, so it was definitely just a, a great experience, and I always joke on Twitter. I always uh, app reply the uh, official account because they follow me on Twitter. I go, listen, if you want to hire me as a Trilon turner, I would gladly come down for a day taping <laughs> and turn those turn those um thirty two inch. I don't know if the thirty two inch screen uh tvs but i, w- I want to turn them i want to turn a trylon and just have that experience
0: for those who are not game show nerds the trylon if you ever see pyramid it's this physical triangle thing that when you see it turn kind of like on wheel of fortune in the old days when we turn the letter it's called a trylon because it's a basically a triangle
1: yeah it, it, it's a three-sided mechanism of dispo- of displaying um information so whether it's a backdrop or a
0: Just text monitors. So it's like you could just change the monitor up. No, we got to turn it because that physical thing has to be a thing.
1: That was one of the coolest things. I like when they brought the show back and they're like, yes, we'll make it like TV. So it's easy for us to um, instead of taking out like these slides and, and sliding them in. Um, they're just TV monitors hooked up to a computer where we can just easily upload oh here is Winter Circle Puzzle 5 and bam it's all set so it, it saves a lot of time but it still keeps that retro um, a retro feel of the show back then when it actually turned so that definitely is a nod to the original which I'm glad they
0: kept final question regards the pyramid here that yep. k- clunk noise when they turn the trail on is that actual or is that just a sound effect it's an actual sound yes! <laughs> sorry it's an actual it's an actual sound they
1: may have amplified it a little bit on the air but it's an actual sound because when you turn the trilon it locks into place so like it doesn't so the good thing about the trilon is it doesn't free turn you actually have to put a little force into it to turn it to the next screen so when you do the initial turn it just you know it glides and then it locks into place we when, when hear that clunking sound it locks into place until you physically have to force it to turn to the next screen. So it is the real sound effect. um, And they may have had some like microphones next to like um, the slots when it hits it, you hear on, on TV. So it is a legit sound. It is real. It is not added in post.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. So now we got to go into our game show today. You're doing power of 10. We're established this. Yes. What's your history of power of 10?
1: <laughs> My history? Okay, so I was back on another game show called Chain Reaction. That was back in 2007. We taped <laughs> can it. Can I sing the theme song? Yeah.
0: It starts with word. No, and There's a G no. underneath. You got the word uh, game on the right. The word game starts a chain. Make a letter. Take a guess. Connect the chain. Win some cash. It's Guys Against Girls right now on Chain Reaction.
1: Game show themes should not have
0: words. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah. Well she well, sneaks ta- right, around right. the world from Kiev to <laughs> Carolina.
1: Except for Carmen San Diego, because karma San Diego is the shit. But <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, okay, before before I go to power at ten, I, I I wanna make this one comment and I may blow your mind with it. Okay. You may you may not know this, or you may not know this, but get ready for this. All so on right,
0: I'm, I'm the edge of my seat here.
1: So we all know the who wants to be a millionaire theme, right? Where it goes, you know, dun 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 dun. You know that, right? Yeah. That's classic. yeah. Well, the words if if you say it in a certain way, it's like who wants to be a millionaire. Like, if you say it like that. Yeah. It it the words fit and I think that's what one of the um the uh, composers was like, you know, they didn't put the words in, but they're like, "Who wants to be a millionaire?" So, so we hear that. That's so that's kind of words associated with the millionaire theme, but it's not really meant to. But
0: Power that's 10, however, back. does not have a theme song that's going.
1: Power to- 10 does not does not have that going on. No. So, so I was on a show called Chain Reaction. Uh, back in I take we taped it March. No, we taped it February of 2007. So 2007. And then the same production company who did and who does Millionaire at the time. Embassy Row. um, Embassy Row. They were doing Power of 10. So they were calling past game show contestants, I think a lot from Chain Reaction, to say, hey, we'll pay you like 50 bucks to come down to Queen's test this new format. Uh, If you do, you you won't be qualified for the show. I'm like, whatever. It's just being a part of the process, the uh, production behind the scenes. That's really cool. So my good friend Rob Sable, shout out to Rob Sable. What's up, Rob? Hey, Rob. He just come to the, he does come to the Games for Marathon as well as our social media producer. Um, he uh, him and I went down together. He drove down, so him and I went down. So he was my companion buddy because uh, they wanted to mic us both up, so just in case they can see how it looks. So we got down to Astoria. You know, they, they got us pizza, they got us Starbucks. It was really cool. We were treated like we real contestants, and we taped. A a rehearsal for a couple of hours. I just did the head to head with someone else, so we did the head to head round of the show, and that's where I met Drew Carey. So Drew Carey, that same day we were taping the rehearsal, was the same day he taped Letterman that night. Whoa! And, and that was the same night on Letterman he announced publicly that he was the new host of The Price Is Right.
0: What? So, uh,
1: I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. So he taped. So he taped Letterman that same night. And then he traveled right to the the studio and that's when he told us and he he told the crew, he told uh, all of us playing the game, like, oh yeah, I just came back from uh, Letterman and I just announced tonight that I'm going to be the host of Price is Right. And during, and this is 100% true, I am not bullshitting on any of this. Right before we were playing our game, um, I think his assistant came up to him with his phone And on the other line of the phone was Bob Barker and they were talking and I didn't hear the conversation, but they were just, I guess, you know, Bob was just congratulating Drew.
0: Drew, I want to congratulate you for hosting (laughs) The Price is Right.
1: It was, yeah, it was, it was a surreal moment to be like within 10, 20 feet of, first of all, Drew Carey, who I love watching Drew growing up. You know, who's line, Drew Carey Show, all that fun stuff. Um and he was talking to Bob Barker, and that was just, you know, that exchange. And I think they were making lunch plans. <laughs> I think
0: that I, I if could I remember go for a soup and salad right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bob, how much do you think the salad costs?
0: Oh, I hope <laughs> it's less than twelve dollars. You don't know how much sure costs.
1: <laughs> it sounds like you're mixing Bob Barker with Regis Philbin a little bit in that, in that. First but you have
0: to, well, it's that you got to go lower and then build it back up. I Regis think has I think, that a, same hosting style, but his is more of the excitement.
1: Well, if, if you ever talk to Corey, Corey does a really mean Regis Philbin oh, impression. No, so I highly recommend the that.
0: Best for yeah, it's
1: great. So yeah, so we take power of 10, you know, we did a couple of questions. Um, And i did that again i think the following week i just went by myself um because i live in connecticut so it was an easy drive for me but i got paid to go hang out on the set power of 10 and i think um during that taping the producers and the stage assistants were like you have to watch and this was like i think a couple of nights before the premiere so they already taped i think the episode and they're like you have to watch tomorrow night's episode it's amazing. We can't talk about it. Just watch it. We're like, what the fuck's going on? Um, I also remember asking a question. I'm like, so if somebody wins a million dollars, do you guys have any fall down? <laughs> One of the leads goes, oh, it's not that type of show. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> that was just a response of it. It's like, it's not that type of show. What? I'm like, well, for 10 million, do you do like fireworks or something? I don't know. Um, but anyway. My background on power ten was I was a rehearsal contestant or whatever you would call it. I helped out with the game. I you know I tested it out. It was really I won my head to head match. So if I was a real contestant, yeah, I would have played for ten million dollars. So
0: and it you to like, walk down the infamous slope?
1: Oh, God. Damn it. So <laughs> <laughs> Jordan and I watch it. So, sorry for the cough. Let me do that again. Hold on. <clears throat> you can edit it out Allen post because we're professional podcasters.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, That's
1: definitely it. Yep. um, We were watching an episode before we did this podcast, and and an episode I was actually in the audience for. So my my friend and I, we were in the audience for an actual show. And I was explaining to Jordan here that the ramp that the contestants walk up and down is so slippery. When I was first trying to do it, I had to legit stop and say, okay, I need proper footing to continue walking up this ramp. Like, I wish there was stairs, like deal or no deal, uh, because there's stairs on the outside of the stage. But no, it was just a straight ramp of like, uh, it was like walking on just plexiglass, like it was like all slippery. And I mean, it was a cool effect for the stage, but it was just a bitch to walk up and down on. Um, So that's my little fun story of the stage. My only gripe of the stage was just the walking up and down.
0: So here's how the episode works. Uh, there the game is it was established it's a head-to-head round so uh, essentially it's two contestants drew meets them hi how's it going and it's uh, they get to introduce themselves and it's a best of of five first to three goes on to play the main game
1: yeah and all, and, and, and all the questions are, are like polling questions so they sampled at least a thousand people which gives you a more accurate representation of the polling sample than asking only a hundred people like Fermi Few does. Or card
0: sharks. We get sharks. to a
1: thousand of card sharks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get to the, we get to a thousand, like several thousand people, then you s- begin to see it kind of like the, um, the differentiation that, yeah, yeah, I, I, I stumble over my words. The, um, you know, the, the, the the change in the numbers, the plus or minus percentage points, begins to dwindle and not change as much as if you went from a hundred to a thousand. Anyway, um, it's all survey questions, it's like gaining the opinions surveys.
0: of. A, For it's instance, all surveys, and in, in the early rounds, there are very silly, almost card sharks level questions, like what percentage of Americans have gone to work without wearing underwear? What? Yep, we uh, We asked uh, what percentage of American men would dump their girlfriend for a new car
1: so yeah so fun questions like that and then you know both players put in the guest, the closest first of three points plays the actual money round of the show
0: and this is when the game gets real good even though it does get a little te- like the, the best of five is almost like a tennis level back and forth sometimes and that's always fun this is yes in the in the money round it's it's basically a beat the house it's a money ladder format where for every correct answer you get the first one's worth one thousand dollars if you get the next one right it's ten thousand it goes up a power of ten no, not really then it goes no, to no, no. It's multi-
1: jordan it's multiplied by ten
0: <laughs> but he says it goes up by a power of ten though <laughs> you got a thousand now you suddenly only got a million <laughs> yep
1: that's how it works. So
0: it's uh so it's a thousand, ten thousand, one hundred thousand, one million dollars, and then in a television first, ten million dollars. Ignore uh, the Pepsi play for a billion. Ignore the wall. <laughs> ten million dollars. Ten mil. <laughs> ten million dollars, and mostly it's wants to be a millionaire. It's one million dollars, and that's it. You know, you beat the fifth graders. Uh, you beat the mob. You got the million dollar case. This show a million dollars isn't going to cut it. No, ten million.
1: Which was a nice, you know, uh, attention-grabbing uh, feat to say, hey, this player can win $10 million. So every, there's every game, there, there's a, yeah, there, there is a big catch for it.
0: If you fail and you don't get the correct answer, you fall off the range, you go down a power of 10. So that 10 million is actually, a, you had a million at the, at the point, you go down 100000 to $10,000 to $1,000 to 100 bucks.
1: Yeah, which no one says in this show. No, no, are just going
0: kind of like, well, it's, yeah. Yeah. uh Yeah. In each, the first questions for for 1000 bucks, you have a 40-point range. So anything from 0 to 40 is yours, or 10 to 50, or 20 to to uh, 60. And you can change it on this little dial thing, which you own. You have a dial.
1: Yeah, it's from like Griffin technology. It's like a little USB dial, you know, uh, what do you call it? Musicians, uh, you know, would use to like dial the volume on a computer, or you could program it for keystrokes. But yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture afterwards. You can buy it like online, probably for like twenty bucks.
0: It's a weird, it's a weird contraption. There's a dial, and then there's like a little tiny like a little lever, like a little tiny, like a pulling lever, which I'm guessing is what they're trying to go for because it's a very political uh, game show. They're trying to make that look like a ballot box, kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, So the. You, if you get the if you get your correct answer in the range, so if the answer was twenty two percent, and you got like ten to uh, fifty, you win a thousand bucks. Question two, you have a thirty point range on a different question, and it's once again like zero to thirty or ten to, and you can go individually. You can go like four to thirty four or eight to thirty eight, and if that's right, you get ten thousand. Question three is for a hundred thousand, and it's a twenty point range, a little smaller, zero to twenty or ten. To th- you get question four is a 10 point range and this is where it gets a little sketchy because this question is not only a million dollar question but the 10 million dollar question as well that is because normally in the game there's the infamous power of 10 barrel and when it goes up and down i guess according to you it's a roller coaster format it's supposed to be oh (laughs) yep yep Whoa! Ah. But it does. It,
1: I will. I will say uh, during that time, it was one of the more uh, intense, suspenseful game show reveals. Like Deal or No not have the case, Millionaire has the pause, the Power of Ten. I think that moment was like one of the best moments of the show because. It can stop anywhere. You don't know what the answer is. It, it, it created good television. It, it really did.
0: And they could stretch that out for like two minutes if they wanted to.
1: Uh, well, the actual <laughs> the actual music file, I think, it's only like twenty five seconds long. <laughs> so the 10's twenty five seconds though. <laughs> yeah, it could be a 10's twenty five seconds.
0: So it's in in if it's the million dollar question. Instead of the barrel like showing the results, it graph a graphic shows up showing one million dollars. And they have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to turn that million dollars into an unprecedented $10 million by playing our, quote-unquote, exciting endgame. <laughs> so, for instance, uh, the only time this has ever happened was the first episode with Jamie. Uh, and Drew did not figure that was ever going to happen, so he has to wing it. Uh, the question was, what percentage of American women would consider themselves feminist? That was their million-dollar question on the show. Mm-hmm and it was like I think 41 to 51%. Uh he no he
1: did he did uh 23 to 33. 23 to 33.
0: So it was he had to so then he has a 1 in 11 chance to turn that million into 10 million dollars but it's at the risk of the million. Correct. And if you walk away you take the million but if you basically it's a it's luck at this point. There's no
1: <laughs> It's it is really luck. Like this like You you can argue there's more skill in the main game because you can always use 50% as a starting point and saying, well, do you think at least half the people will do this? And then if you're like, well, yes or no, then you can start doing, okay, we have zero to 50 or 50 to 100. And you can kind of like dissect it a little more. But yeah, yeah, you're right, Jordan. At at that point, it's a crapshoot. It's really a gamble, like one in 11 chance of getting 10 million.
0: And, And that is with the million at risk. Because I don't think Correct. they really intend on giving the million dollars out. They were expecting people to go full on risk. Uh, what is fun about Power of 10 is the, the questions they ask. Because this is, and I said this earlier, a political game show. I, there's not a lot of game shows, I would say, are political. And Drew Carey is a libertarian. So he's not a Democrat or Republican. So he doesn't really have any skin in the uh, debates. It's just these issues. So questions come up like, uh, do you believe that uh, gays should ha- get married? Because this is that time before same-sex marriage was legalized.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was, do you, in today's episode we saw, do you believe that uh, our military should serve more than two terms in Iraq? And it's like, these are some huge fucking issues. And these are some real survey questions. And there's big money on the line. And that is a huge debate, because it's not so much what do you think, it's mm-hmm. what does America think about these issues. And then you start to overestimate the will of American people, or underestimate, or then go, well, what percentage are this way, or would act this way? And it's a crazy game show when you go into the levels of details with these questions. Because what starts out as silly, fun, fun, haha, tee-hee, strip clubs... Become <laughs> ultra like serious issues. Like if there was a modern version of the show, it would be uh, because of all the recent shootings that have occurred. You know, Christchurch has done a, a ban on assault weapons. We ask American people, do you believe Americans should have a full-on ban on assault weapons? What percentage of Americans would not? Because mm. then you have a real risk. And now you, because it, it's a serious issue and it's a serious question. And there's. A million dollars on the line if you get 10% 0 to 10 10 to 20 14 to 24 and the best part about this game show is unlike millionaire where there's a phone a friend and the ask the audience this one you get those lifelines on every question you have your best friend next to you or a family member doesn't matter you have an audience that has keypads that vote on every question i'm guessing they win like a t-shirt or a hat or something if they get on the note. yeah little door prize a little small door prize uh and you get to see how they think the percentages before you come up with your own lock-in so there is a lot going on with this show than just here's a survey question what do you think they have dr- done anything they can to maximize the opinion of, of people from you to your friend to the audience
1: so you have a lot of help you have a lot of help um during the show and i think it's cool because everyone's playing along um in the audience and your friend, but also at home, you're playing at home, and those questions are meant to get you know the group in your house talking to you know share some uh, viewpoints to. So it, it, the it's a much better factor. political
0: thing than Thanksgiving dinner.
1: <laughs> it's pretty much pretty much and you know with 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 in a game show format for the whole family to enjoy. Um, but the show has the you know, the playability factor is is way up there. It's like. You want to do better than the contestants. You suck your own range. You're like, oh, I would have gotten this right. And so it's definitely a fun game to play at home. And um, it's a it's a fun game just to ask people watching, hey, what do you think? Do you think the contestant is too low or too high? What's your guess? So for the game show marathon, it's a fun game to play with like Twitch chat because the chat will say, well, I think this or I don't think this. And then they kind of feel like they're kind of part of the game. And I'm looking at a way to incorporate a voting mechanism into uh Twitch chat. So if you're in the chat and um, you know you type in your answer, then we can maybe give you the average, what the Twitch chats average is. And they think it's 52% and then you can use that as your you know, basis or something like that.
0: I'm sure you can also do like a voting mechanism that shows like three people said 41, two people said this. Depends on when yeah. of course this is at the marathon. Cause I'm assuming, cause this, this usually gets about two hundred. On average, that you might actually end up getting a lot of people compared to even the audience for this game show.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And then when we do um, when we do millionaire, we'll also have an ask to audience, so Twitch can you know ask Twitch and you can ask Twitch what the uh, answer is. So yeah, we we have a lot of fun to incorporate our audience for the marathon, and I think this game, the Power of Ten, is a great game to get them involved in. So
0: so the. The game play is is just surveys. We've gone through the... And the range gets smaller, but the money gets bigger. You risk a lot more. You can walk away before locking it in. The set is kind of weird, though. That's the... The presentation true is good, because, you know, libertarian guy, he he doesn't really have any skin in the game of the politics, but it's the set. Oh, we should also bring up, we already said it, he got the Prices Right gig, and some people say it's because of Power of 10. But from what you're telling me, this actually was shortly before the Power of Ten even aired.
1: Yes. So I, uh, the, the producers of of uh, Price is Right, when Drew did the pilot of Power of Ten, the unaired, not, not the first episode that aired with Jamie, did the pilot of Power of Ten. They looked at that and they're like, "We want Drew to host. You know, we want to consider Drew hosting the show." So in between the Pilot the unaired pilot of the show, CBS, to pick it up. So in between that and before the first episode aired, in between that time frame, that's when uh, Drew was selected to host uh, Price is Right. So the pilot episode of Power to 10 was one of the deciding factors on who they wanted to host uh, Price is Right.
0: And I I, I think that is fun, because now if you think about it, there's a grand game on that show, so there's technically already a little bit of power of 10 on The Price is Right that's still going to creep up on him.
1: Yep, yep. You start off with a dollar. Now you can win $10, 100000 1000 yeah.
0: An unprecedented uh, endgame for $10,000. And, well, the, the the
1: closest game to power of 10 is the range game. You have that range, and the range so what goes you're up the scale. are telling me is
0: they should change range game and have a barrel show up. <laughs> and then it's dunga 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 dunga
1: They could. I mean, Mike Richards, he has you know, if he wants to kinda of bring that back a little and make it a little exciting then. Sure.
0: <laughs> and have the audience go, yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> That'd <would> be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just
1: stops and you see the losing horns. <laughs> That'd be great. I love that.
0: Uh but the set does need a little. I. That's the awkward part of this. Is the set is is because this is the millionaire people. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of looks like there's a there's a there's obviously a a, a, a what what's it called the. At it, 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 first, there's like two scaffoldings. They're supposed to look like you know like a second floor of like a house of some kind. Yeah. Which I'm guessing originally they had like ideas of having people stand up there on the on the barricades. And then there's I, the uh, yeah. a projection wall. The projection wall which shows the screen of like 1000, 2000, 3000 or the voting mechanism. Given today's LED like screens, I'm sure if there was ever a revival, that would be where it would be. And then it's and then it's just like a weird roof. Like that's the one thing I just kept staring at was they kept painting up to the roof. <laughs> yeah. And, and it looked like like the old Xbox logo, <laughs> like that weird circular X and in the center is the power of tent. And you can the roof barely... was weird. And it's like, it's, it ha- what does that do? Like, what is what effort is that roof? Usually, like on a game show, a roof, like a scaffolding light has some, some bearing on the show. Like, for instance, Millionaire's, like, circular old school thing for the hot seat. That held lights originally, so that made sense. Yeah. There's nothing. There's not even lights. <laughs> and then it mirrors that of the slope, the famous slope. The plexiglass... Oh,
1: that slope. That
0: slope. Ugh. Um, which I'm guessing was supposed to have like a nice circular design in, in, embedded in it, too, that had the power of 10 as well. But they. I guess it wasn't... But, I don't think it was in the budget. I just think maybe it was like the graphics didn't work out or the design of studio.
1: Yeah, the, the, there's a clip There's a clip online showing some um, footage of the pilot. And a lot of it is the same. Like the graph and the questions and the stage is almost similar, but yeah, I mean, it was. It it had the feeling of like a house with the second floor, and I I liked it. I think the stage was was okay. Um, I think the presentation of like the music and the graphics and the lighting, really
0: good questions and really good graphics and really good like when they lock it in. There's that little red flash.
1: Exactly, that's the best part. I think it's like a
0: cool bonk. And and the fun part is they sometimes never even say I'm locking it in like typical game, typical siren game show contestants. Sometimes it's like right in the middle of the sentence. Like Drew's like, you have a hundred thousand dollars. If you if you go for it, it's a million dollars, no matter what you have ten. 000. Donk. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's right allowed. in the middle, of, like the the whole tension building aspect of the game. Now I'm locked in. <laughs> Like imagine like that barely happens even on Deal or No Deal these days. Like they usually it's yeah. like offers seventy thousand No Deal. <laughs>
1: huh. Allow like clunk sound.
0: Yeah, it's just that. <laughs> but here it's a it's a nice it's so the podium is the dial tone and it's the pull lever. I'm guessing that's because they wanted to be voting. I still think that's the case. Because there's just yeah, so I many don't... other ways they could have done it. Like they could have done a turn and then like a locking mechanism or like slapped the dial
1: yeah i think um th- yeah they could have had th- like a giant button or i think i think the uh the the lever was a little more because w- even when i did the lever to lock it in during the testing it had a strange feeling to it like it was like click 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 clunk like when you do it really fast so it was really um it, it made it official i feel like than just hitting a button so mean, it should
0: have done is they should have done a, like a pirate ship uh <laughs> Like one of those wheels, and you had to spin the giant wheel, <laughs> <laughs> and then push a button, like a large fucking button in the center. that would be great. I would love that. <laughs>
1: I would love to see that.
0: And then, uh, well, no, now we're going into what would you do differently. <laughs> I don't want to. You want to go into that right now? That's usually what we do at the end. Like, there's, a, oh, there's.
1: there's yeah, there's, we, def- we can definitely do that. I feel like that's. I'm down with that.
0: There, there was, there was a online game but there was never a like game like an app or uh even like a mobile phone version of the game it is kind of weird because it's like this is the kind of quick action game that you could have easily like flipped over to make like your own home game like the pressman games presents power of 10
1: oh yeah i think there was some games in development to actually be released but when the show got canceled they just didn't uh They didn't release it.
0: We don't know why it got canceled other than your ratings because they were burning it or because Drew had to fly back and forth from New York to Los Angeles because price is right. Oh, yeah, that's another nifty thing about Power of 10 is this is a show that wasn't unlike most game shows where they film it in blocks like, you know, they film three episodes a day. This was a weekly like they had the set ready and they recorded it that day
1: well yeah and i think because like the the topics were relevant so i think it kind of helps the helps the players and the audience out and drew it to be a little more conversational because the the recent news events are still fresh and it's kind of topical at the same time so that was cool it, it was it was a low low time between um taping the show and actually putting it to air which was actually really cool to see
0: and i i I think that's something that is worth bringing up is just the, they had to rent that studio space for a long time for this power of 10.
1: They did, yeah. And, and they taped it in the same studio as uh, Sesame Street.
0: What? Okay.
1: Yeah, the same, the, same, the same studio's where they taped power of 10 was the same studio's
0: Oh, okay. They taped
1: uh, Sesame Street.
0: For a second, yeah. I had the wrong idea that was like they were they're sharing the same stage. So if the camera just panned right, you would see Mr. Hooper's market. And...
1: <laughs> oh no, well, I was I was waiting for like Big Bird to walk through like the hallway.
0: Elmo thinks that's too high.
1: <laughs> we have your celebrity partner to help you out.
0: He's Oscar. <laughs> well, true. I don't have much friends or family, so I brought over Oscar the Grouch.
1: <laughs> it's a trash can on stage.
0: What difference does it make? Oh, that's (laughs) wonderful. Forty-two percent—that's real helpful. (laughs) Thirty-two people are willing to vote for an old person for president. That's real comforting right now.
1: (laughs) Oscar, what do you know about drinking under the influence?
0: (laughs) Well, the only thing I like to drink is uh, the stuff that's on the bottom of the trash can. I really love uh, slurpees. I love uh, drinking. So some Old Mountain Dew, all that slush together, delicious.
1: That would have been great TV to see.
0: I mean, if they had Kermit the Frog on Millionaire on a Celebrity Special. They could have done this. They could have done 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 Sesame Street, Power of Ten. Easily. (laughs) I love this show. It is a very political show that also makes you feel very unhopeful for the American public on some of the (laughs) voting percentages on some of these things.
1: It is a roller coaster of emotions and lets you start to question um, uh, what people actually think. So it, 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 it's it's a fun game. It's it's really easy. Roller this, coaster,
0: this, huh? <laughs> oh <wow>, yeah,
1: whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's it, it's really easy to conduct polls these days, and then you just get those poll questions and those numbers, and you can actually make a power of ten game, and you're all set.
0: It is. I mean, with games like Espionage now from Jackbox, like yeah,
1: yeah, same, same yeah. similar, similar style and format.
0: So now we got to get into the Should power of ten. Be revived? If so, how?
1: it's a good question. So I, I have, an, I have an answer to this already, and it'll be very short and sweet. So um, I think, I think it'll do well in this day and age. Um, but I think the format definitely needs to be tweaked. I don't think the whole, the whole ten million. Ten million dollars, it's nice, but you can easily do a show for a million. And here's the way you would do it. So uh India had their version of the show. They did three seasons. They did two seasons back when Power of 10 here in America was doing its thing. And then it was on hiatus for like 10 or 11 years. They wanted to bring the show back in India. And they finally brought the show back in um, summer, I'm June. Yeah. June of last year, so June 2018, I think, they the show came back on the air with the original host who wanted to bring the show back in India. They had a new set, a uh, new music package, new graphics package. The format, the way they did it, I think works so much better, and here's how it works. So you still have the head-to-head match, right? Okay. You still have five questions.
0: Okay.
1: This time, you play all five questions no matter what. And oh. whoever whoever gets the question right they get so i'm gonna i'm going to use the term dollars uh because you know they use um rupees and well so it's it's the same it'll be the same way but they get two thousand dollars okay all right you get the question right you bank two thousand dollars and you play five questions so if you tie on a question you both get two thousand everyone's happy yeah so after five questions whoever has the most money in the bank goes to the second round. If you lose, you still walk away with the money you've banked in that um, opening round. So if you lose with like 2,000, then you keep the $2,000 and hey, thanks for playing the game. And so that's nice, you get a little consolation. So then the player who got the most in their bank from the first round, they play the second round and there's five questions. And those are the range questions. The first question has a 50 point range. Second question has 40 third has 30, fourth has 20, fifth has 10, okay? And depending on how many questions you get right in those five, it'll multiply your um, head-to-head bank. So if you get all five questions correct, your bank is multiplied by 10. You have four questions right, it's multiplied by eight, three questions right, multiplied by six, Two, uh, two questions right, multiplied by four, one question right, multiplied by two so you can multiply your bank by two four six eight or ten so quick quick math you get a perfect first round you bring ten thousand dollars into the second round if you play a perfect second round that ten thousand is multiplied by ten you'll now have a hundred thousand so that's what you so even if you get a question wrong in this round you still play through you still play through all the questions again which is nice um you also get two lifelines believe it or not so they give you two lifelines in this version oh i forgot to mention in in the first half of the game you have one lifeline where you can speak to your group of family members for like 30 seconds so i forgot that that was a part
0: of the head to head head -head game. what do you think it is
1: exactly in the, the uh range round where it's just you and the host um you have two lifelines the first lifeline is again the consulting with the audience of with the um uh, family members so you don't have that one person you're always talking to that's its own lifeline you get to talk to the person um i would still keep it in in the in the revival of here i would still keep that but in the indian version you have one lifeline where you talk about 45 seconds with your family and the other lifeline is um you do the uh actually hold on one second let me just give me one second i have to go back and look at my I wrote this for Buzzerblog because I am popular.
0: Buzzerblog.com, <laughs> your place for for game show news.
1: In the head-to-head round, the lifeline is to talk to your group of friends. Okay. okay. Your family members. In the money round, I think that's consistent. You can you, you can do that throughout all the questions. The two lifelines are a uh, poll the audience, which you don't get an audience graph each question. So you decide when you want to see the audience question the audience poll. And the way the audience poll is breaked up is by, you know, uh 0 to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30. So you see, like, a, a graph saying, Oh, the majority of the audience thinks it's 60 to 70. So you see a range also um, that way. And then the other lifeline is it reduces the graph to a 70% window. So you actually get a smaller range. So let's say you're, you have a 20% range, but it's zero to 100%. Well, you can use this. You know, to shrink the graph. And now it's like, oh, the answer falls between 25 and 95. So now you work with that range with your other range. So that's another lifeline that they use. Oh,
0: that's actually clever, actually. It is. It is.
1: So then after you, okay, so then, so this is where we are. So you have the first half where you bank some money, $2,000 if you win the question. This middle, this middle range, round, round two, you play five questions and you can multiply that bank anywhere from. Times two to times 10, great, awesome. If you're able to answer at least three of the five questions correctly, so you got at least three to five questions correctly, you qualify for like the final question, which is one more question to multiply your bank by another 10, and this time you still use a 10% range. So almost like the million dollars, so in the current format.
0: That's actually
1: pretty clever. Yeah. so. The maximum winnings in the head-to-head round you can get is ten thousand. Maximum winnings you can get in the um, range round is a hundred thousand, and then the top prize to multiply that by ten is a million. So the top prize is a million dollars, power of ten. I think that format will work perfectly because to win a million in the new format, you have to answer eleven questions correctly.
0: Which is because they they're trying to do a budgetary uh, reason.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So to win the million on this revised format, you need to answer 11 questions correctly. Whereas in the old format, you had to do seven. Yeah, seven questions.
0: Um, I dig that.
1: And, yeah. And what's cool is that with the final bonus question, you know, instead of a million, you, you can be playing for, you know, $600,000, or you can be playing for um, $800,000, or you can be playing for. So the last bonus question could have so many different uh, varying dollar amounts depending on how you did in the head-to-head round and the uh, range round. So um, I think that's a a good way to bring the format back, to bring it to a million-dollar format, and I think it would still do well uh, on TV today if they brought it back that way. So that's just – that's – how i think they could bring back power of 10 in a workable format it could be even a half hour you have one contestant for a half hour and it'll work just fine you can bookend
0: it pretty much
1: yeah absolutely
0: and that's something that's that's worth noting power of 10 falls into the problem of a lot of game shows if because bookend is you know beginning middle end and see you next week some game shows is a carryover like a millionaire the the the, format (laughs) like that could actually easily bookend because you have all three rounds in play and of course if you fail, I mean like you still win money though too. So it's not like a big old heartbreak.
1: Correct. Absolutely.
0: Uh, do you want to hear what my I mean do you, what, what do you have any idea for like a set? Do you want like wanted to have like a like just an LED um, wall or do you want to keep it the way it was with the scaffolding and I think I
1: think an LED wall would be great. I think um you know audience in the round still work like millionaire. I think that'll be cool to have. Um you know, keeping it circular, I think that'll that'll work fine. But I think the game itself needed more fine tuning than the set itself. So I think um, if you can solve the game and have a better format to play with, then everything else will fall into place. You can still keep the, the dramatic uh, reveal. You can keep the the graphics. You can update the graphics. Um, so I think I think it's worth looking into possibly bringing it back in the future. I think it'll do well, especially because when it came back in India. They used the app as a way to play along with the show live, so you can play. It like, the show wasn't live, but
0: <clears throat> yeah,
1: you could play with the app on the phone, and then they can just overlay. You know, oh, here's our home viewer who's doing well, and you could play along oh, with the show. They
0: did a million pound drop. That's actually exactly, yeah, like that. Do you want to hear what my version was? Because you almost nailed exactly what, like what kind of what mine was.
1: Yeah, let's hear yours. So
0: mine is is a kind of a it was almost similar yet a little different so it's called power of 10 but what if the head-to-head round was with 10 contestants instead of just two and they okay. were all on stage and they all have their own dials and a little screen they start out with 100 points and almost in a knockout format for every percent they're off by on a question they lose that many points like pointless so if you said 31 and the answer was 35 you lose four points but if you really tank and you, you said seventy and the answer is twenty, you lose fifty points. That's the majority of the game. That's like going to be the big chunk of the main game. So you have time to interact with the contestants, get to know them, talk it out, joke, joke, joke. And eventually, they eventually, if they lose all their points, they're out of the game. Until one's left standing, that person gets ten thousand dollars no matter what, and they are three questions away from ten million dollars using the last remaining points they have. They have. Each question, so say they're remaining with like 21 points or 22 points, you have 22 points to get to 100,000. Then if any points you have left, to the million dollar question. And then for any remaining points thereafter on the third and final one, it's $10 million. So it rewards contestants who are dead on on the nose because they get to keep their points for as much as possible and hang on. And if you're really, really good and really on the nose, you might have all 100 points going into the final three questions. But if you're really, really bad, you might end up with like, or a really close game, you might end up with like five or six points and that's not going to give you enough range to get $100,000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a way to cheapen the game a bit, but also add some variety to the game where it's silly questions and get to understand the contestants better. Because I think that's a cool part of the game. So of course, yeah. when, when they finally do the knockout round and we're down to our finale, our champion with the $10,000, the power of 10 main game acts as almost like a bonus round of some sort. So you get the big range of, of questions. You get the ask the audience. You get the here's your friend in the crowd like like Wheel of Fortune. And that's like the last two acts of the hour-long game show.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I like that too. I think that's, um, you know, you get getting more people, more competitiveness. You're rewarding people for getting
0: Cause, cause uh, questions. Because theoretically, if you had like 20 points left, say you have 20 points left in your game. Like you played really well, you got 20 points exactly theoretically your hundred thousand dollar question is now a 40 point range because higher or lower Mm. and then like whatever you're off by is well now you're off by 10 so it's a 10 point range higher or lower
1: yeah see the the one thing from a from a producer standpoint from that is if you're playing with that 20 point range or 40 point range and you exhaust all your points on the hundred thousand dollar question it's like yeah, you want hundred thousand dollars, but you can't win any more. So it's kind of like is that a happy thing or is that a bad thing?
0: Well, you can risk it because now you have one point left. Now you have to get an exact bid for the million.
1: No, I'm saying if you use all twenty points, like if you get exactly, if, if you run out of points, oh, like one hundred thousand. 000-
0: like for instance, you have twenty points. Like say you have your twenty points. Uh, the you you guess thirty. The correct answer was fifty. Correct. Yeah, your game's in. You just in right there in there with hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I so think it was no, good no, to no, help because you you kept your points in play. You have your points in play. So you have one point left because you have zero. You have technically zero points. You have nothing to lose, but you can't go higher or lower than that one point. Oh,
1: I see. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have to be dead on. Dead but on. there's so no now it's range. like okay. There's no
0: like twenty to forty. It's just that one little dial. Gotcha. I think. And, and then I think, you have that cool graphic where it's like, well, you have sixteen points. So then you see it like grow on the range. So because you have five mm. points left. You said twenty-two. That means if it is between seventeen and and twenty-two, you have won a hundred thousand dollars. Let's see. Do good doga doga do good doga do You gotta keep the roller coaster. That I have to have.
1: No no keep the roller coaster, oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, oh,
0: and do the pointless. I think that pointless bar. Like if there's a physical way to keep like a range on set, like on five gold rings or on pointless, there's a physical range that you can see on set instead of just that visual graphic. Mm-hmm. so it's a three splice contestant host or a contestant crowd or just a big scan of the audience maybe have like a curved set so the curved set and then like the outer rim is like a zero to a hundred range and you see this little red line or yellow line and it does that dramatic music that would be kind of interesting actually because then if it's like a head down moment you can see the contestant like stare and go oh it has to be right there it has to be right there yeah. Almost like a lock in. Ooh.
1: Yeah, the, 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 there's a lot of head down moments of, of when the show originally aired, so I think it'd have more
0: like we interactivity. should not have the monitors. I think it, the dials should definitely be for the the ten point like knockout game, which which I I think is okay because you know it's going to be you locked in why like what's the joke is not going to be the percentage it's going to be why did you think it's twenty percent like a card sharks. Yeah. Because because I think that has to be an element of the game is. They went straight numbers. They didn't go straight into the the jokes, which I believe should be a part of Power of 10's first part of the game. So then, when it gets to the big money questions at the end, it's the serious issues, the serious political question. No,
1: and I love the idea of having more players play a game and have like that you know knockout feel and um and I I believe for you know for a show called Power of Ten, I mean it's easy to say you know it, it sounds nice when you say power of 10 for 10 million. I don't think you need a $10 million top prize for a show like this. You easily get away with a million and still have a really solid game behind it. So I think uh, there there are definitely ways to improve upon it. I think with the technology and the, um, even the climate we're in where we all have opinions and we want to say, you know, we know what's right or, you know, the person behind me, you know, Bill knows, you know, Bill agrees, right? Bill, you you agree with me on this subject.
0: Do you still want Drew to host this?
1: Um, I don't think probably not because I think he's more invested with prices. Right? I feel like um, you can still get away with some good hosts. I think maybe um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, who would be a good host? See, I this. already have
0: my guess. Here's here's what I would do with my version. Okay, Steve Kornacki of MSNBC because that dude's always interested in polls and polling data. So he already guess, have a guy okay. who's a considered surveyed expert. He's an expert in surveying and he's a personable guy. So. I can,
1: yeah. I think I think that's that's a good that's a good pick. I think I can even go with. Uh, I'm trying to think,
0: Bill Maher. Dun 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 dun.
1: Yeah, <laughs> You Yeah, know, I was even thinking, you know, maybe like uh, uh, Catherine Ryan. You know, she's a very oh, popular comedian. yes. <laughs> so she did a lot of stuff in the U.S. and U.K. Even like Jimmy Carr. I think Jimmy Carr. Because
0: <laughs> they have ten cats.
1: They have ten cats. Yes, I think you know. Let's just get a. You know,
0: I think I think having uh, more American a, a, audiences need the Jimmy Carter laugh in their eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think having a, uh, a a
1: comedian would be would be great to uh, have. Uh, I think it would be good to have
0: hosts of uh, the show. But you have to have like a, a political, but not like political comedian. Like you can't do like Roseanne. You can't do Tim Allen. You can't do even a left leaning comedian in this case. Like you can't really. Go full, it has to be someone who is quote unquote impartial, mm-hmm. but but definitely snarky enough to, it has to be a snarky comedian if we're doing comedian hosts. Yeah, no, I sure.
1: agree, I agree.
0: Because if these are polling questions that are like, have you gone three days without, wear, without wearing socks? It's like, who cares? <laughs> this is a weird survey question. <laughs> and it's like, what did you think, Bill? I said 40%, why? Because I did that. Yeah. Okay. So, are you single? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you need something like that. It's comedic enough that you have moments like that. Because then it gets dwindled down, and it's like, well, I'm sorry, you ran out of points. You're, you lost your place on the power of ten. Thank you for playing. And I don't know. Give a consolation of a thousand. Because, because when it gets to the, because my idea is, eventually, when it gets down to the final two or final three. They are really playing for every last percentage point as every one of those matter that when it gets to the big money round, you're very, you're playing with very limited points unless nine other people totally tanked it.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: And you would have like a cool set. Uh, definitely. I agree with you. Like considering today's survey influenced audience, you can definitely, you can almost do this almost daily at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Because of how quick the surveys are. Uh, definitely, I would still make it a weekday show or uh, a. Because if, if I'm still doing the $10 million prize, because it's three questions away, not five, you're three questions away. You get 10,000 no matter what happens. But on my version of the game, I forgot to say, uh, you don't go down a power of 10. It's just you lose everything, you're back down to 10,000. So if you're at the mm. million dollar question, you're not going to fall back to 100. You have 10,000. So you have a <laughs> huge loss.
1: No one's, Listen. I feel like no one's going to really $990,000 for $10 million.
0: Would you risk $990,000 for $10 million if you had three points, which means a six-point range? If you go to the house, you don't lose any points.
1: I. You know, listen, I, I'd rather take my money and be safe and have that financially secure me for a, a, a good period of time.
0: That makes sense. I love this. We've got to come up with a host now for this.
1: That's a that's a whole other podcast to, 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 to decide for a host. It,
0: it's Bob. You're going to host it. It's your show. Fine, let's just do it. Ratings
1: will go into the shitter. Well,
0: it can't be me. I'm not prominent enough yet.
1: You got you have card sharks. You're good.
0: Yeah, I, Jordan, hashtag Jordan for card sharks. <laughs> Obviously, they're keeping the survey questions on that, right?
1: I don't think so. Fuck.
0: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> No one good is me hosting card sharks, not the surveys.
1: Yeah, just turn the cards over. You, you'll, you'll be good.
0: Well, it's a jack. You got it.
1: Good job. Yeah.
0: I Do can you think see this that as like me dressed up totally like a okay. game. Yep, it's a jack. <laughs> oh, that's the game. Okay, we're just going to keep turning to cards. All right. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's going to be money cards. Because that's oh, the staple yeah. of, the, of the game. Uh, I think so. <laughs> So, so, I mean, I love Power of 10. This is one of my favorite game shows and it absolutely needs to come back. It definitely is a nice, given today's political climate, some people will argue no, because it will cause division. I argue with the opposite. I think it is one that is more more open to different ideas that we're lending it on to believe.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: So, so definitely we're bringing back Power of 10. Congratulations, Bob. <laughs> thank team. you, thank you.
1: We did it, we did it.
0: So before we get going and say goodbye, we have a lightning round coming up. So, Bob, you might not know this, but this is a game show podcast. Yes. What What would a game show podcast be without a mini game show? So here's how it works. <laughs> a lightning I have, round. <laughs> I have 60 seconds and five questions. For every okay. question you get right, you get one free plug. Most podcasts can only give you two. I'm giving you a full five. Ooh. For every correct answer you get is a plug. You want to play?
1: If I say no, does a podcast end right now? Yes. <laughs> no, we'll play, we'll play. We'll, All right.
0: We'll <laughs> the content. See. I will do that. <laughs> it would be awkward for Game Show Marathon week to end on such a weird note. Um, <laughs> Bob, you want to play? No. Good night, everybody. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right. So, Bob, five questions, 60 seconds. You ready? let's go let's put six seconds on the clock please Ugh. oh i have a sound effect
1: Ooh. <laughs> do not use me going Ugh.
0: good for <laughs> that this question is <laughs> disgusting Ooh. yeah Ooh. all right 60 seconds on the clock if you had 10 million dollars what would be the first thing you'd buy
1: Ooh, i would definitely uh, buy my parents house so they, they'll be uh, mortgage
0: mortgage free what is your favorite pokemon
1: uh, Mimikyu.
0: Name something you drink for breakfast.
1: Uh, iced coffee.
0: How long can you go before sleep? Uh,
1: I can go tw- 25 hours.
0: In your opinion, what percentage of people think Bob Barker is still hosting The Price is Right?
1: Uh, 47%.
0: You did it, five plugs.
1: Yay, Awesome. Awesome.
0: Kind of weird. So that we mistaken. had the sleep therapist on standby to be one of the judges. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. No, it's good. I feel like I, I, uh, I'm a winner. You are. You won, Bob. You won five plugs. What do you want to plug?
1: Okay, so plug number one: 24 uh, hour game show marathon, uh, June 8th to June 9th, live on Twitch, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please check us out. Donate to Child's Play. Uh, plug two, I'm on Twitch myself. I do a lot of uh, Pokemon shiny hunting. Uh, I play the Pokemon TCG uh, trading card game online. And we do You Don't Know Jack on the weekends, mostly. So twitch.tv slash buzzer bob. That's my alias on the... See, buzzer blog and buzzer bob. What? Okay. <laughs> that, that's pretty, that's pretty clever. Clever. Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, so twitter.com. Slash Bob Hague, B O B H A G H. Um, and uh, let's see, I have two other plugs.
0: Two other plugs. Oh, I, I don't
1: like, <laughs> I don't like plugging myself, which sounds really dirty. You,
0: do you want me to give you help here? Do you want me to, help? yeah, let's, let's give you help here. Yeah, so what was the charity again for the game show marathon? <laughs> Oh,
1: yes. I should probably. Child's Play. Child's play.org. Please go check them out. Uh, we also have that information on our uh, GameShowMarathon.com website uh, so you can check them out.
0: And your final plug uh, let's go with uh, what is. Oh, I,
1: I know. I know. I know. the. the God, I'm so hungry. Yeah, I can't. Um, we also run a wonderful game show website called uh, Buzzer Blog. Dot com game show news and reviews that you can use um, we're really on the hip side and we're not afraid to speak up, speak our opinions on game shows and life um, situations so brother blog. The
0: people there hate me <laughs>
1: No, no. Listen, that's just that we don't hate you. It's it, it's all fun and games. Oh, uh, but, sure, but, sure. <laughs> hey, don't don't. don't I, I'm not I'm not
0: involved. I'm calling. I'm gonna call out a few people when this is done. <laughs> we're we're a
1: small staff of people who m- make no money doing. If we if we make money, it's Google AdSense, which is like five dollars and twenty three cents.
0: Alex so. Davis, I'm calling you out. I thought we were friends. No, <laughs> Alex is so fun. <laughs>
1: No, we 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 all have a good time we're just we're just we're not your mom and dad game show blog we're like the you know we're not afraid to tell you how it is so
0: mine's mine's it's, it's kind of like if game shows i suppose but i would say whenever the news breaks it's not like me where it's weekly it's as soon as something huge shows up you'll be there like and you get some real good guests got a lot of great interviews coming up summer fun and games is lined up as of this point. So I'm sure if you go to BuzzerBlog blog right now, there'd be some great interviews with some EPs about what's to come this season.
1: Yes, please check us out. We have all the breaking news and we give you, a, we give you a little more insight and a little more of a deeper dive into some of the industry. So it's really cool. We, we do, we do breaking news. We also do uh, long form pieces, industry secrets, the interviews. So yeah, definitely check us out. I like we love how to have you. buzzer
0: blog, but they won't plug me.
1: I'll I'll definitely promote your podcast on our social-
0: <laughs> But then again I, I think my audience is more supposed to be like your audience, like people who are in a little more mainstream, and not so heavy on game shows. Gotcha,
1: gotcha, okay. But then again
0: <laughs> and that's why I'm trying to get to you people, the listeners, even if you don't know some of the games being played at twenty four hour game show marathon, go to twitch TV slash game show marathon. Yes. Or game show dot com. Games show yeah, marathon game show
1: Marathon Yeah Game I, I I keep saying Game Show Marathon because I uh, it's already programmed. Gameshowmarathon.com. You can watch the stream, you can donate, you can learn more about us. It's a uh, one stop shop for all your game show donation charity needs.
0: So please donate. And Bob, thanks again for stopping by.
1: Thanks, Jordan. I had a blast, and I'm gonna go now and get some food. Yeah, because let's go get something to eat. Let's do it. Let's get a nice burger. How's that sound?
0: Yes. Good night, hamburger. There you go. Very fitting that Michael Davies did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire as well. And we did Power of 10 today. So it almost kind of feels like this was a match made in heaven to talk about both shows this week. Uh, Of course, the problem with the show was the budget. Uh, They assumed $100,000 wins every so often, but not really million dollars being flown around that much. And of course, Card Sharks did actually return. Uh, of course, it's Joel McHale's host, not me, so that, that that's all right. But uh, Buzzer Blog did get incorrect with their announcement that there would be no polling questions uh, for Card Sharks. So that's kind of fascinating to see that they they actually are doing surveys on the show. Uh, I kind of felt that they were kind of gaslighting their audience in that announcement. So, huh? Funny how that works, but hey, I still love Bob, and you should definitely check him out. Maybe not so much buzzer Buzzerblog, maybe so much on his Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Buzzerbob. It's a very chill Pokemon stream, and I just have a lot of fun going over there, saying hello to a lot of people who basically barely care about game shows, to be honest. They just want to talk about Pokemon, and you know what? With the tech to Pikachu and the Pokemon Sword and Shield coming out, it's a great time to be a fan of Pokemon. So you know what? Check him out. Twitch.tv slash buzzerbob. Uh, Now it's time for the 110 pot series. Looking at every pricing game on the price is right. This is the pricing game spotlight. bullseye 2 premiere date july 1st 1976 tape number two zero zero four d finale day with bob barker may 25th 2007 number four zero zero five k premiere date with drew Carey was december 17th 2007 four one six one k played on the turntable bullseye is a grocery game like grocery product guessing game where instead of multiple products, the contestant has to use just one product to meet a certain goal and hit the bullseye. The centerpiece of bullseye is a game board, which contains an archery-style target with rings ranging from $2 to $12 and 5 grocery items. The contestant must select a grocery item and decide what multiple of that item's price will total between $10 to $12, which is the range of the target's bullseye. The price is revealed and multiplied by the target's get by the contestant's guess and the total hits the bullseye range, the contestant automatically wins the game and w- gets the prize. If the total is less than $2 or greater than $12, the contestant misses the target and the grocery item is out of play. If a total between $2 and $10, the host places a marker on the appropriate item on the appropriate spot on the target. The contestant does this 3 times. If after three shots, the bullseye is still not hit, the products with which the contestant hit the target with, uh, with markers are revealed a second time. One of the five products has a hidden bullseye. If this hidden bullseye is revealed, the contestant also wins the game. The other four contenders words, sorry. And finding only these loses the game. If all three of the contestant's picks of the grocery items had their totals be less than $2 or greater than $12, the contestant automatically loses. Well, the game is similar to grocery game. Remember that one with the one you had to get to between twenty uh, dollars. Uh, each item is played separately, and the totals are not accumulative. Some contestants have gone in the two games mixed up. An example of one is seen below. Uh, it happens all the time. We've already talked about grocery game. Please check out that episode. That would be a take it all episode, which is I think episode four. That was a long time ago, before we had this cool format with guests. But please check out that episode. I did enjoy it. When Bob Barker is hosted the show, only placed markers that the tolls hit, hit the target, not the bullseye. Drew Carey actually places markers for all hits, including the bullseye. Bullseye was the first pricing game to premiere with the same name as a previously retired pricing game. The second one was Balance Game. We'll talk about Balance Game 2 in just a bit. The original range for bullseye was $5 to $10 with a $9 to $10 bullseye. After the 11th playing on November 11, 1976 to 1114D, it was changed to a $1-$6 range with a $5-$6 bullseye, where it remained until February 3rd, 1989. During early playings of bullseye, the contestant could only win via the hidden bullseye card using the marker closest to the bullseye. The rule was changed to having any product to hit the target win with the hidden bullseye card soon after the game debuted on November 11, 1976. On the best of 2017 special aired December 29th, 19. Uh, sorry, December 29th, 2017, number eight one four five K bullseye unveiled an all new look. The setup is modernized, and instead of manually having cards reveal the prices and the hidden bullseye hit, sorry, electronic touchscreen displays are used for these, hitting them to reveal. The hidden bullseye also has a graphic of the bullseye logo on it. Likewise, an electronic display to display total has been used to replace the egg crate display which is what I love. This is the kind of modernization I love. I love this game. Yes. The previously used round markers with the items' names placed on the target for each product have been replaced by markers resembling darts or small arrows, in Drew's words, with suction cups on one end to make them stick to the target. Unlike the original setup, though, the prices of the unused products are not revealed when revealing the location of the hidden bullseye. Originally, the logo was white, but it's changed back to green on April 19th, 2018, Eight three zero four K on January twelfth, air out of order in March twenty third, twenty eighteen. See below what happened to that playing bullseye's old set was used. Okay, March 9th, twenty eighteen, publishes Clearinghouse Week. Okay, twenty thousand dollar bonus. Okay, thank you. Uh, March twenty third, twenty eighteen, was Youth Week, and a college contestant named Gabriel Garcia played bullseye for fifteen thousand dollars and won. The most number of times this game was played on any season was forty five. But please note, this game cannot use just any grocery items. It has to be grocery items that are factors of values between ten to twelve dollars. For instance, two forty-nine four twenty-nine cannot be used. Uh in foreign versions, on Italy's OK the game was called Centro, and the range to win was sixty eight thousand to seventy three thousand. I think those are Liras. On Mexico's Aticante del precio it was called Dale al Centro. literally hit the center with a range at $12 to $24 with a $22 to $24 bullseye, although any value below $12 also falls into that range. So, I love bullseye. I think of all the grocery item games played on the prices, right, except for maybe checkout, I love bullseye the most because there is this element of multiplication, but it's only to get to between 10 to $12. So you don't have to keep doing math, and it doesn't have to accumulate So if it is like mouthwash, well, okay, that's about $3.50. So three of those would be your gamble. But then it could be $4. It could be $4.50. You never know. And I think that's the appeal I have with Bullseye and why I love this grocery item game. It's played with five items. And what I like most about this is there's a bit of strategy. Yeah, you could just say one or two and play it safe. But there's always the chance that you' also have that second chance option with the hidden bullseye, which adds a layer to the game that's kind of like shell game or joker or master key where there is this is it behind the the lemon juice? Is it behind the dental floss? Is it behind the 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 box of Tate's baked cookies? That I love, I love Bullseye, and I love the new appeal of this because it gives it this very elegant but also very sleek modern dartboard format that I like so much. And I love the fact they use touchscreens now, and it's kind of where I feel the game show will progress. When we eventually move ahead to rebooting every one of these pricing games, I would think there'll be a lot more touchscreen displays. Or a lot more of these cool graphics and new font packages to make the game look a lot more fun. So, heck yes to Bullseye. It it was called Bullseye 2. I call it Bullseye. The original Bullseye, if you didn't remember, was the one where you had seven guesses to get the car higher or lower, which eventually became Clock Game. Bullseye, on the other hand, there is no higher or lower match. It really is just between $10 to $12. And that's what I like. And you know what? I don't even think it can change the price. I think it's fine just the way it is at 10 to 12 right now. You just have to keep grabbing products that would eventually fit into one or two or two to three or maybe even four or five for that instance. I, I enjoy it that much. I don't know how many times people have made bids and it went under the $2. I would say they were. it's more likely that they went over the $12 in their bids, or they just hit the dartboard uh, and just couldn't find the secret bullseye. But that's okay. I love bullseye. It is one of my favorite grocery on pricing games, and I hope you guys take a look at it because it's just one of the, the best uh, grocery price games on The Price is Right, and it's just played very quickly, but also could be one with one dart. It could be one of all three. It could be a secret surprise that the game could fluctuate in any sort of reality. Next time on the pricing game spotlight, we're taking a look at switcheroo. This concludes our game show marathon week. You could check it out over at gameshowmarathon.com 24 hours straight of game shows featuring two of our guests this week, uh, Bob Haig and Rich Liebig should be a lot of fun. All proceeds are going towards child's play. So if you have any free time on your hands this week, and please go check out the game show marathon or just straight up donate to child's play. I'd like to once again, thank Rich Liebig and Bob Haig for stopping by this week and promoting the game show marathon. And just being an absolute great people over here on Discord and, and just had fun with game shows with me. I appreciate that. But I really have to be honest right now. Because I, I, cause I feel like this has to be an honest podcast. It felt very awkward re-listening to these interviews because I'm hearing... I got three people, or I got all four, and it didn't happen. Now, I'm not one that's like, you know, look at the glass half empty instead of half full. This is a podcast where I thought I was going to have zero guests, to be honest, and to have two great funny people uh, show up and talk a whole lot about game shows, I'm very appreciative for, but I can't in good conscience endorse this 24-hour game show marathon i know very weird to say on game show marathon week but you know what i don't think anyone's going to be listening at this far end uh and listen to the game show marathon i'm going to be flat out admitting that right now i do not think anybody who listens to this podcast is going to be checking out the game show marathon uh, i'm not saying that as, as if to be snarky or mean But uh, I I think there's a few bad apples in that bunch, to say the least. And I can in good conscience uh, endorse an event that's mostly focused on them, to say the least. Uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of events going on this week. Uh, In Burbank, BugCon is going on. So if you like uh, the, the comedy stylings of Jack Allison, or if you listen to the Doughboys, Mike Mitchell... And Nick Weiger, please go check out BugCon over in in Burbank, California. Go to BugCon 2019 for more details. Also, there's a lot of graduations going on that I I think you should all be partying down with, with a lot of your celebration people, whether it's high school or college. Congratulations to all those graduates out there. Congratulations to all those who made it. Good job, you guys. Uh, there's a whole lot of movies that are debuting this, this week. I mean, I haven't seen Godzilla yet. I heard it's really good. Uh, that, that I think that there's so much things going on that I think there's a lot better things to do with my time. Uh, if you love game shows though, and I mean, by all means, if you want to go watch this game show marathon, go right ahead. I'm not stopping you. I would rather you just donate to child's play and just call it. But, uh, I, I, I can't be in charge of you and I understand if you really want to see tributes to great game shows from great people because Bob really is a great guy and Rich was so funny on this that I liked having them and I'm pretty sure by making this little PSA, I burnt a bridge, but it, it comes from the heart. It's, this is a very bad egg and I cannot really endorse this this kind of charity event going on. I can endorse the charity, not the event. But if you do love game shows, I got to tell you up front right now, Sunday is a big night. Sunday Fun and Games debuts, Celebrity Family Feud, followed by $100,000 Pyramid, followed by To Tell the Truth. Three brand new game shows, or at least three brand new seasons of game shows on ABC on Sunday. Celebrity Family Feud, 100,000 Thousand Dollar Pyramid, and To Tell the Truth. And we will have another new episode on Wednesday uh, where we'll be talking about Let's Make a Deal with Josh Eldridge. And it's going to be a lot of fun on that one. Uh, but right before that episode on Tuesday, there's a sneak preview Of the brand new Press Your Luck with Elizabeth Banks. And that looks like a whole lot of fun. As we discussed earlier. Uh, There's a brand new million dollar end game involved. With customized prizes. And I really want to know what are your custom prizes. Because I think that is very fascinating. And I think going forward we need to make sure. The game show community is more positive. More vibrant. More happy. Because if game shows are joyful and happy why can't the fandom and to me that's partially why I can't endorse the game show marathon cuz it's too spiteful it's too mean and it's too angry and i understand maybe it's a cultural thing but i can't i can't get excited for people who who are very negative and pessimistic i i can't even though bob and rich are very hilarious I just can't i just cannot I understand shows aren't your tea or you hate shows, but to me, I I gotta keep making this a positive game show podcast. Even if a game show is bad and we're riffing on it, there always is something positive to take away from it. With Power of 10, it was the way that we can see America. It's the way we look at society. With Millionaire, we got to see human drama unfold on a game show unlike any other that was a new form of storytelling that changed the course of game shows for the last 20 years. For this, I don't know, but I am excited either way to keep doing this game show podcast, and I hope you have an amazing weekend. Uh, bug cons going on uh we have sunday fun and games this sunday and whatever you do before then that's up to you where i'm gonna go most likely universal studios i want to go check out the uh the the minions ride go on the silly swirly and then see if they actually completed jurassic world which they most likely did not but until then thank you so much for tuning in join me next week Uh, Until then, big smooch!